What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 1067 of ASPAT 2.0. This is a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And today we're talking with Tiffany, who is from kidscookingschool.org and has gone through a number of different iterations of this business and some great wins and some pretty big failures too. But as we all know, you can learn from your failures, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about today and uh, to try and figure out what to do next. So uh, I'll look forward to this. All right, here she is. Here's Tiffany. Let's do this. Tiffany, thank you so much for coming on Ask Pat 2.0. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I am super excited. Oh, this is going to be so much fun, and I love your business model. I can't wait for you to talk about it, which I'm going to ask you to do right now. Tell us what you do, Tiffany. I teach kids how to cook. Yes, that's so awesome. <laughs> How did you get yes. into that? Well, I used to be an online marketer, just like most of our audience. And I was really burnt out, but I didn't know it. And I had a couple of wonderful opportunities where I was put in a position where in front of a group of entrepreneurs, I had to say, if money and time were no object, what would you do? And out of my mouth did not come something spectacular like, online marketing, it said, I would really like to do something to tackle childhood obesity because I had an absolute miserable experience as a child and growing up. And I'd like to help other children have a different experience. Amazing. And um, with people like Marcus Sheridan and Joey Coleman and all the wonderful people that were surrounding me, they very gently pushed me out of the nest. And I spent about a year figuring out what, what that was going to look like. I tried different things. I, it, right at that time, Will It Fly came out. Mm -hmm. And so I got the book and I worked through all of that. And I validated my process by teaching kids how to cook locally. And that came about because I tried to teach parents how to uh, set examples for their children, which is the biggest impact, but none of the parents ever came to classes, but when all my kids' classes were were just completely full. And, and then this, I live across the street from a strip mall and this space opened and I'd sit on my porch and I would look at it and I would say, oh my gosh, could I do this? Could, you know, when my husband was fully behind it and and fully funded me essentially with our house and i i opened the kids cooking school in february of 2017 you are amazing like well it wow. it was amazing it really was it was it was a really it was a really i mean i just have no words for the joy uh we called it the happiest kitchen on earth and <laughs> It, it was really, it was really spectacular and it almost completely brought me down, like in every way that you could possibly bring me down because it was too much. And that leads me to my question, which is what I think intrigued you was how do, how do you, how do you serve your audience or continue to so serve your audience as you grow when you can't be there at every moment of every time? And it's this conundrum. So I'm growing. I had an amazing staff. 
they were amazing in itself, but there was still this, oh, we really want Chef Tiffany and we love this other, these other people, but man, we really miss you. But I couldn't teach every class every afternoon and every weekend. And every, when we have five birthday parties a weekend, mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't do it. And, and so there, that actually caused us to close in September because I couldn't, I couldn't keep going like that. And so I had to, I'm figuring out a different way to do it. This is a whole different story, but, um, but it was this conundrum of how, how do you continue to serve with, with yourself without it completely taking, taking you over? Yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic question, and I'm definitely going to help you out and, and dive into that. I want to ask you a few questions about the uh, cooking school and just, you know, I want to like understand a little bit more about what happened. Would you say that you kind of grew too fast and, and tried to get bigger than it should have been? Or I'm just curious to see like exactly what, where, where things started to potentially, um, you know, start to go down the path that you didn't want it to go to. Sure. I, I think we, I think I grew faster than my location could support. You know, they talk in real estate about location, location, location. Right. And I chose a spot that w- was convenient to me and I thought could be, um, I thought that I could run my business as if I didn't have a family and then be there for my family as if I didn't have a business. And I thought I was going to be able to just magically do this thing that nobody else is able to do because my business was right across the street and I can handle that. And, and that was actually the, the opposite case because something would happen and I would be in the middle of dinner and I would leave, I would leave my family at the dinner table, um, to go help the school. And yeah. so I, I think I tried maybe to open, open too big, maybe to, uh, you know, going from just, I took too big of a step in opening the retail space. That's, that's a possibility. There was a really big Facebook change in February of this year that took a huge toll on our ability to afford the Facebook ads Mm -hmm. in order to get the message out about, about classes and, and those types of things. Um, So, you know, from the space, I, you know, we played a really high price in rent and we just couldn't keep up with that. Right. And because of that, then, then the second piece that, that I would do differently if I were to do it again is, you know, when I invested in my team, you know, unlike a, like an online business or, you know, an accountant or something, it was a lot less expensive to hire somebody to be an assistant at a class or to be, to, to teach classes than it was to do the accounting and the marketing. And so, you know, like the difference of between $15 an hour versus, you know, $70 an hour. Mm-hmm. And, and so I hired people to take my place in the classes for, for that reason. And also because I couldn't, I couldn't be there every, every day. Right. And that's where the, that's where the conundrum happened. So not only I'm doing all those things that I have to do, not the things that I'm gifted at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my staff got all of that time and then the kids, they really missed me. So it was the spiral really 
that that ended up putting me in a position where I I, I just I didn't want to do it anymore. It not in that way. Right. Does that make sense? At and that's all? that's the key word. There's not in that way. That that's exactly. kind of you know what I wanted to get at. And and I wanna I wanna just, you know, commend you for jumping in, taking action. And, you know, this is still a part of the will of fi process. You've validated that and have given yourself the best chance to test it out to see if that's actually what you wanted. And you found right. out uh, rather quickly that, well, that's not how I want it to be. And so now that we're where we're at now, you know, we can take lessons from what you've experienced and we can go, well, I don't want to do it that way or I would rather have it this way. So before I get into, get into some ideas that I have in terms of where you could go from here, I'd love to know what you thought about in terms of now that you've learned from these lessons, wh where might you want this to go now? Because I can feel that you still want to continue to serve the children and help them learn how to cook and fight obesity that way. I, I know that's still there, but in your yeah. eyes, how, how else might you now that you know what you know, be able to tackle that? Sure. So I had, I had three plans that are three paths that I could take. And Quite frankly, from the beginning, I knew that the school was not going to be able, to, as a nonprofit particularly, was not necessarily going to be able to stand on its own and that I was going to have to have some kind of a product and with my background, probably an, an online product to reach outside of the drive zone right. that would pay my salary and then also supplement the school so that it I could have the both the best worlds because I need I need that in-person interaction with the children. I think that's where my gift is. Mm -hmm. And so there was there was always that plan. What I didn't know was how much time it would take to keep the school clean. <laughs> and so I would be mopping instead of building you know, content, you know, taking the classes that I taught during the day right. and turning that into electronic content um, because I had to clean in order for the next class the next day. Um, and so that was that was always the goal. So the the online product was was one option. And when we closed, I thought and I had quite a few meetings with other not other larger nonprofits hoping that that uh, an organization like, for example, the YMCA or the Boys and Girls Club, and another kids organization that already had that, all of the pieces together for bringing the kids in and registering them and all the payments and all that, and that my, my school would just fit in as a program as part of this bigger entity. And... Um, and quite frankly, after meeting with, you know, 10 or 15 of those types, I never found anybody that had the same vision and the passion that was willing to go through all of the red tape. Right. The red tape. With, <laughs> with the health department, right? Mm -hmm. To prove, okay, why can I have eight mini kitchens in this space, you know, and all of that, right? The the licensing and and I had that passion to say, okay, I'm going to knock down all these walls. And I did it for myself, but nobody else is crazy enough to want to go through that. Or they had the vision, 
But they said, I just have no bandwidth for this as another nonprofit. So um, that was one. And then the other thought I had was going to get a grant to build a almost like a food truck. I, th I think about you and your food truck people all the time. Mm -hmm. How could I turn a food truck into a mobile cooking kitchen so I can actually head down to you know, St. Paul in Minneapolis, where, where the kids really, really need this. And they can't, they actually just, they can't get out here to the suburbs, even right. if my class was free. So those, those were all, those are the three different ideas that I've had. The first two haven't panned out yet. And I'm currently working on turning my most popular full day class into a combination video enhanced ebook type of product. Okay. And, you know, for the online product, I think that would be a clear next easier test for you to just see if that's something that you enjoy, that's something that people would respond to. And that would give you a good sense of what it might be like to try the opposite of what you had done, which is like an online product, right? You went full on, like all you in, in real estate, getting a space, you know, equipment and hiring staff and seeing people in person, like that's, that's like the one extreme. And then this is the other extreme to see if you still have those feelings that you want to have when offering this product, which is that, that interaction. And I think that, you know, there could be a little bit of, yes, you could potentially sell this, but then you're going to miss a little bit of that interaction that you would, you know, that you would normally have when you were with people in, in person. Now they're still yes. going to see you. And I think that's, this is the big key here that I took away from what you were talking about earlier is that people want you. And that's so special that you are already seeing people who want you for you. And that's what I often tell people they have to realize is that you can build, no matter what it is you're building, you can build an audience, you can build fans, you can you can get people who want you for you. And that's such a, a, a it doesn't happen overnight, number one. And number two, it's something that you can take with you wherever and what and, and with whatever you do. And you can do some amazing things and create some amazing movements when you have that, those kinds of fans. And so for you to think way into the future and how you will have an effect on childhood obesity, the fact that people want you and will stick with you and will follow you, well, we just need to find out, well, what is that you, how are you going to show up? And people will follow you for you no matter where you go. And yeah. I just want you and to know. And in a way that is in alignment with my family priorities as as well. It, right. It, it, I think it's so fascinating how we start so many uh, businesses uh, as a serial entrepreneur because we want the freedom of time <laughs> to spend with our family, <laughs> and the 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 reality in the beginning is the, the exact opposite. And if you don't manage that properly, I mean, it, we've been closed since it, well, it's, is it okay for me to say what, what today, what, yeah, where totally. we are? Okay. Totally. So it's, you know, just before Christmas and we closed in Labor Day and my children are still clinging to me three months later there. Every time I start to talk about a class, on their face and in my husband's face, I see this look of panic on their face that they're going to lose mommy again. And, and even I start to have a little bit of an, an internal anxiety attack of, 
oh my gosh, I want this, but I, I don't want that. So. Right. And you might remember. I'm super afraid to take the step again, full force and put everything behind it because I don't know that I know how to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And, and that, that this is a great exercise is, is to have us think about what these things might be like if we were to make certain decisions. And you might remember the first part of Will It Fly. It was very personal exercises that you kind of go over with yourself about what you want your life to be like and how to organize what your priorities might be and to help you make any decisions moving forward. And now that you have this experience of, of, of creating and shutting down what you had previously built, that's going to give you even more uh, the ability to make even smarter decisions moving forward with whatever it is you, that you choose to do. You can easily look back and you already have your family kind of supporting you with your decisions in terms of like, okay, like if I choose to go down this route, I have to think really hard about, okay, how much time would this take? Would I still be able to be present? And if not, then you know it's a it's an immediate no, right? And And to have that clear delineation of yes and no is so helpful because that's where a lot of entrepreneurs get in trouble is when when they don't have something to give them a clear yes or no they just say yes all the time and they get burnt out they end up in the hospital and and really bad things happen or they the, the relationships falter and it's so great that you have a loving family who's there to support you and that you're also thinking of them too it's like a perfect recipe if you will for making sure that whatever it is that you do you're still going to be within the boundaries of everything that's important in your life so right. these options that we come up with over time, I think a few important elements need to exist. And I don't know if we'll be able to decide on a specific direction down the road. I'd love to have a potentially a follow-up call with you to expand on this a little bit more because there's a lot of deep stuff here. But number one, whatever you choose to do, number one, make sure that it is something that doesn't take you away from your family in a way that you wouldn't want. Number one. Right. Number two. And, and, and making sure that they also realize that too along the way. Number two, right. always making sure that you are present and you are a- available and show up. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to be there in person. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to create a physical thing or be in a physical space. You can still show up and be present and have conversations with people using various tools and online or, or on summits, or maybe it's, it's, it's at an event in front of many people instead of just a small class or, you know, there's other ways to, 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 you know, shape that dough, but um, making sure that, that, that you are a part of it is important too, because like you said earlier, you had your, your, your employees doing a lot of the work and your, your students, your, 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 the people who were in your, in your tribe were missing you. So making sure that you're always there for your tribe is, is an important part of it as well. So, and I missed them. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I really, I really missed, I missed teaching. And it seems to be a passion of yours to have that that one to one interaction or that one to many yes. interaction, which yes. which is important to have. And you know, there are people online who are creating programs and creating courses that allow them to still have that communication. I mean, I even find myself having a lot of one to one and personal conversations with people even in my courses. So I teach podcasting, for example, and I have an online course where once a week we have office hours and people come on and I chat with them. I answer questions. I'm able to converse with them. Sometimes they even get up on video. I'm able to see them in person. Now that's a little bit different because obviously, you know, I'm podcasting from an office and a person can be wherever listening to that information versus, you know, you're actually cooking with somebody. But there are 
things that I'm sure we could do to be creative with how you can cook in front of many people and still have that that interaction, whether it is perhaps all that energy put into a space now used at a specific event. So perhaps that your family would then be a little bit more comfortable knowing that, okay, well, we're not going to have mommy for just a weekend, like once a quarter versus who knows, she might leave during dinner, right? Right. So that way it is a little bit planned. You still get the ability to show up and perhaps instead of a space where you cook that is yours, perhaps you rent out to space that allows for people to cook or even just you to cook in front of others and then have, you know, really nice social moments afterwards. So again, we can talk a little bit more, but the three options you gave me, those are three of probably thousands. And I think if you use the filters of making sure you're always there as, as sort of the leader and the, and, and the tribe person, the tribe leader, and it also makes sense for you time-wise with family and stuff, you could perhaps shape your solution, your, your offering in a way that, that could make sense and be a win for everybody. Is this helping at least like understand what might be available to you? Yes, yes, because even in the beginning before we ever before we ever started this, we sat down as a family and talked about okay, what what would be an okay amount of time for mommy to not be here every day, mm-hmm. which uh, my husband has given me the gift of being home with them as much as I wanted to be at home. So I've had, you know, mostly part-time um part-time gigs Mm -hmm. since they were born. So I've had that gift. So they're used to me always being around. Um, And so we, we agreed to that amount of time. I just didn't stick to it. And so I think that if I went into, and, and that's, you know, you're triggering some, you know, kids really aren't on Facebook, but boy, they sure are on YouTube. And so if I had some, some live, you know, YouTube classes where I, you know, once a month on a Sunday afternoon, which is actually the best time to get kids' attention because of sports. Yeah, right. um, You know, my family would be very happy with a one Sunday afternoon, you know, mommy wasn't here uh, if I stuck to that. And so it's on me then to stick to that. Right. And so, like, in addition to the lessons you're learning about business and what works for you and what doesn't, you're learning a lot about yourself and yes. where where things might need to be controlled a little bit more that you didn't even know were a, a thing that you needed help with, uh, like the, the probably saying yes to a lot of opportunities and, 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 and asks from people, which was taking time away that you hadn't initially thought you would need to give. I love what you said about YouTube. And I was even thinking about that earlier and, I, and and you had just reminded me that that was a thought that I had as well. And I think that, you know, perhaps a great experiment would be to see if you can even get people to watch you and cook with you in an online format. And just you like it, it doesn't need to be the nice thing about doing those kinds of things online is you can you can test them and see if they work and if they don't. Uh, then you can move on and try something else without having the commitment of, you know, signing paperwork for a building and a space and all the equipment and all that stuff. So it allows for a lot more room for experimentation. But what I could even imagine down the road is, and I'm just kind of waving my magic wand here, um, I can envision you teaching a cooking class, you know, perhaps live, that then gets repurposed into a video that people can watch later because maybe that's how they can then find you on YouTube and, and whatnot, different recipes that you cook and what. What not, but right. I can I can even see that being filmed in your own kitchen at home. So you don't you 
could potentially because it's online and you just have a camera it it literally could just be in the comfort of your own home so you actually wouldn't need to be uh away from your family and one step further you could even involve them too to have more of a family feel and get get the whole family cooking together which ties into what you said earlier about you know getting the parents involved as well so i'm just i'm just thinking out loud here but you know I, i i would i would i would challenge you to create your your perfect situation and although we might not be able to build that or build that right away it'll it'll at least give you essentially that address that you put in the navigation menu in your in your vehicle so you know which direction to go so you know right. that okay i'm not going to get a physical space because that that just that's not the direction i want to go because i because this is what i want and so really going back to well you, if you had a magic wand and you could shape it to anything that you could, you could. Now knowing what you know about the physical business and and yourself, like what would that look like? And you don't have to answer that right now because that's going to take potentially some time and some communication with your family as well. But uh, I would I would ask like be open to possibilities. Yeah, I. So you know, in the past, I have had the mindset of. I'm actually, you know, I'm on Facebook mostly going after the moms with the kids of a specific age because they're the ones that sign their kids up for classes for the most part. Right. And I've been thinking that I had, and a lot of um, my, like my best friend advisors, right? My advisory group around me don't quite understand this. But I think it's a mindset switch to trying to reach the kids directly through YouTube. And then they turn around and say, hey, I really want to take this class online. You know, can I register for this? Because that's where, unfortunately, that's where they live. Yeah, uh, no, in it front is. of these little, you know, and they've got their little tablets set up in the kitchen and they're they're already watching. I mean, look at the kids' baking championship and all of that. I mean, that's oh, it's a, one of my favorite shows. Honestly, that, that right? Show right. One of my students is going to be on the show that starts in January. That's Paige. so cool. Yes, Paige. So when you're watching it in January and you see Paige, she is not on that show because of me. She is there all on her own. But she is one. Uh, she has been to a couple of classes, and we did a mock. We did a mock um, show uh, about a year ago, and mm-hmm. she she um, she really rocked it. And um, so that's just a little fun. That's so side cool. note you, on that. You, you know what I love about that as well is like you're going to get these kids to talk to their parents and introduce them for you, versus you exactly. kind of cold going to the to the parents. And in, in addition to that, some of those parents that might end up like learning about you from their kids. And, and you can position yourself to make this happen sooner than later, you can, you know, some of those parents may also be influencers who know and have like super large audiences or who may have their own YouTube channel. So a way to grow right. would be to, for example, invite another YouTuber who has a, you know, their family, you know, friendly YouTube channel and they have, you know, millions of subscribers, like invite them over or go to their house and, and, and teach them a recipe together and right. what an amazing way to a be with people in person b have like the parents of that child also like validate you and 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 what you have going on and maybe there's a partnership in there that's more formal maybe not but 
I mean, there's there's so so many more amazing opportunities when you live in the YouTube space with collaborations that I've found to be true um, since you know going pretty hard on YouTube the last uh, the last year or so, and that that sounds kind of fun. I don't know about I don't know what you think about that, but I mean, that was you brought up YouTube as as the idea because you know that's where the kids are. I do. That's because when, unfortunately, when you ask my 10-year-old son what he wants to do when he grows up, and he says, I want to be a YouTuber. Oh, yeah, they're all saying that. Because Mm -hmm. he's in the, you know, the Minecraft. And, of course, I stand behind him looking at these 21-year-old kids, you know, who are, who, that's their job, right? And I I think, yes, Dan TDM, exactly. (laughs) And I have to say, okay, we have to turn this off for a bit because you're starting to talk like a 22 year old, but, um, but I think there's just, there's got to be a slice of that pie that I can fit myself into. So there is a slice actually, of that pie. There yeah. Is. We, we've actually identified a place in my basement where I'm going to build my own video studio. And we're going to take one of the stations from the cooking school and put it down there. And I, I wasn't sure when we started that where it was going to go, but it is you, YouTube is definitely this, you know, this granddaddy vision that that would be really spectacular. I mean, invite your previous students one at a time to come in and, and cook with you for different videos and just be, you know, you'll still have that interaction with them while they're going and while they're cooking and you can you know, kind of have them as guests who come on and I mean, they're going to, Oh, sure. They're going to share with their friends. Like, Oh my gosh, I was in this, I was in this video. Look, look, friends, like here it is on YouTube. Like they're going to text it to all their friends because they're going to feel like a celebrity because you're giving them that platform versus it was really cool that you had them in a, in a cooking class. But then after the class is over, well, the class is over now the class is over and now things can get, just get started. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I I cannot wait. And I do want to have, Potentially, you know, uh, a few weeks from now, another follow-up call to see kind of what has come out of this and whether that ends up on ASPAT or not, we'll figure it out. But I I definitely love to formally invite you back on later in the year once we've had time to implement and see and just see what happens if you'd be down for that. Of course, I would be honored. Tiffany, this was a this was a great call and very different from a lot of the other ones that we've had, which were more like, oh, here's the advertising strategy you should use. So I appreciate you so much for sharing and for being vulnerable and for, for being honest and it's super inspiring. And I think I can speak for everybody listening right now. We're all behind you and we cannot wait to see what comes out of this. I I appreciate that. I do think that there's a lot of people out there that decided that they couldn't do it and couldn't talk about it. That, that, you know, I said, you know, in closing, I I thought that when I started this, that what I was going to teach my children was how to dream big and I think the far greater lesson has been how to fail gracefully mm. and to pick yourself up and and that it's not the end. It's just a step along the way. And uh, I'm I'm grateful that they have had that opportunity to see me go through that because they will be faced with that at some point in their life. And and so will everybody listening to this. And, and yeah. wow, Tiffany, thank you so much for that. I'm going to clip you. that quote, by the way. Cause I'm going to clip it. I'm going to share it on social media because that was amazing. You you said it beautifully. Oh, thank um, you. Where can people go right now to uh, follow your journey? Sure. So we it's very simple. Kidscookingschool.org is our website. And on uh, Facebook, it's The Kids Cooking School. And our 
you our YouTube channel doesn't have enough subscribers to have a name yet, but it it will It'll soon. Get It'll get it will soon. Yes. Awesome. Well, we'll have all the relevant links in the show notes. And Tiffany, thank you once again. I appreciate you. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Tiffany from kidscookingschool.org. Just amazing. I wish this was in every city. You know, I was watching a future presidential potential candidate talk about how malls are becoming vacant because of Amazon taking a lot of the small business away and money's going into online and and retail and not going into our malls and small mom and pop shops. And, you know, I was just, you know, this candidate had mentioned that, you know, one of the things that we could do to stimulate the economy again was to perhaps, you know, use these malls in certain ways for different things that can help the community. And man, just Tiffany's idea of the kids cooking school would be an amazing sort of insertion into that. I even thought about, you know, potentially helping kids with entrepreneurship in those kinds of settings. And, you know, it's having like a trickle-down effect with the economies in those local areas next to the mall. Uh, housing prices are going down. It's sort of neighborhoods are, are becoming less attractive. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy how Amazon and, and other big online retailers are having that kind of an effect on on things that we wouldn't think would be related, but it completely does. Anyway, just kind of little off topic here, but just, again, I'm just so thankful that Tiffany was able to share uh, just her journey here so far, and I think we're just getting started with all the amazing things that she's going to do and all the amazing kids and their lives that are going to be changed as a, as a result, and I'm definitely in alignment with changing the lives of kids too. So, Tiffany, thank you so much. Again, check out kidscookingschool.org. I'm a huge supporter of that organization and uh, cooking classes for kids. It's just amazing. If you want to check that out, kidscookingschool.org, and if you want to get involved with AskPat, just like Tiffany did today, and get a coaching call with me. All you have to do is go to askpat.com and look for the application button there. Click on that. You'll fill out a few questions, and I may reach back out to you in the future and feature you here on the show here, help you out, and also help the thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who may listen to these episodes here. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey with me, and please hit hit subscribe if you haven't already. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. Hit subscribe. We got some more good stuff coming your way. Cheers. Thanks so much. And Team Flynn for the win. Hey there. Thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.